Hello everyone, uh, this is Boots on the Ground podcast and I'm your host Didlex Lesalon. As we celebrate World Wildlife Day today under the theme Partnerships for Wildlife Conservation, I am more than delighted to partner with Mara Elephant Project to raise awareness about their incredible conservation work of protecting elephants and their habitats in the greater Mara ecosystem. And in this first episode of our mini-series, I am grateful to be speaking with Wilson Sairowa, Mara Elephant Project's Conservation Officer. Wilson grew up in the Maasai Mara and joined the MAP team in 2015. Wilson's role at MAP is all-encompassing. He is tasked with tracking all 25 of MAP's collared elephants and relaying the coordinates to MAP rangers in the field. He must keep up with the near real-time alerts for elephants in danger or a failed collar. He is also in charge of the back-end data necessary to keep track of MAP rangers' movements and various other data collected. Additionally, Wilson has taken a leading role in MAP's school planting initiative, Chile Fence Project, and MAP's upcoming unmanned aerial vehicle reintegration. After finishing high school, Wilson completed a diploma at the Masai Mara University in Social Work and Community Development. He then taught children at the Olemoncho Primary School before joining Mara Elephant Project. I hope you enjoy this episode and learn something. Karibu, karibu sana. A huge, huge thank you to you, Wilson Sairowa, Conservation Officer, Mara Elephant Project. Asante sana for joining us on the show this afternoon. Karibu sana. Thank you so much. Uh, Wilson, uh, we'll just dive right into the conversation of the day. Um, could you please tell us your story, how it began versus how it's going? Uh, just to start, my name is Wilson Sarua, and I'm the conservation officer, Mara Elephant Project. And um, just to mention, this is my seventh year working with the Mara Elephant Project. Yeah. I started here in 2015, when the organization was very small. In that case, we were only 10 of us, including the Rangers, Marcos, who is the CEO, and myself as the administrator. So I worked for... Uh, organization as an admin for one year then I was promoted again to data manager and yeah right now I'm actually the conservation officer who is actually in charge of all the research and conservation work in the organization. Wow that's really powerful a uh, huge congratulations to you for moving up the ranks from admin uh, to now you are the conservation officer here. Uh, Wilson what, what really drives your passion for conservation? Uh, what really drives uh, me is actually that the conservation is lands actually into our culture and we just grow up while our family, our elders is protecting these animals. Yeah. So looking uh, at this time now, some of these animals are facing a lot of threats and challenges and we don't want actually this to end at our time. We want actually to protect them and to have this in the future yes. for the future generation to see how we have been doing. Okay, great. Uh, talking of protecting them, and as someone 
who started way, way, way when um, Mara Elephant Project was being formed. Um, and as someone who has worked in various departments, as you've mentioned when you were starting this chat, what has been your biggest challenge and most rewarding success in your career so far? Uh, the biggest challenge is actually when I was just from the school and I started the organization and the organization was growing and I saw this was a bigger challenge for me because it is a new organization so you don't have like a history tree from the other previous person who has been in the position so it was me starting everything from afresh and you can imagine I was just immediately from the school yeah Mark was there and was really supporting me all the time so we started that from the beginning, all of us together. It was really hard, but we managed to make it and the organization is bigger now. Yeah. The success of us working together make this organization successful. So that cohesiveness really is what you will term as a, as a success so far? Yes, so far uh, actually working together with Mark Gross and the other team people who are here during the start of the organization yeah. made actually the success of this organization. And also during that time, there was a lot of poaching in the matter. So it was very difficult sitting in the office. Most of the time was really going out, looking for the elephants and actually getting all the reports of uh, dead elephants in the community. So it was really tough. It was looking for the elephants, trying to protect them, working together with the rangers, collaring elephants, following all the collared elephants, making sure that they are all safe. So it was a bigger challenge for us, but we managed to protect those elephants until now when we are actually saying that the Mara is protected and we are actually saying that our success made the zero poaching in the Mara. Zero poaching, that's a really huge success. Kudos to you and the team, Wilson. And you've mentioned poaching as one of the threats that was then. Right now we are talking of zero poaching and I'm sure there are new emerging threats. As the conservation officer, what are some of the biggest threats facing elephants and their conservation here in the greater Mara ecosystem? Uh, the biggest threat to elephants in the ecosystem right now is the human-elephant conflict. So what is actually causing that is a population, human population increase in the ecosystem. So you find that people are actually encroaching to uh, conservancies and also the game reserve, yeah. people blocking the animal corridors, especially elephant corridors. And you know the elephant is a keystone species, so actually while people are putting up the fences, these elephants are looking for ways to break those fences to connect from one ecosystem to another. Yeah. Uh, another bigger threat is the habitat loss. So we are actually losing a lot of land due to demarcation. So after the land demarcation in the Mara, everyone actually got the right to do what he wants to do in his own land. Uh, in that case, you find that some of the forests in the Mara, including the Nequeri, which is in Transmara, which used to be a big home for many elephants. Currently, we still have a population of 70 elephants uh, and more in that forest. Yeah. So the people are clearing up the forest uh, to make home and also to have a good land for cultivation. Yes. And what is also in, uh, leading to the increase of human-elephant conflict in the area is actually the Maasai community, used to be the livestock reality. And currently the people are trying or trying to adapt changing from livestock to agriculture, which is also another threat whereby elephants are going for those crops. So when the elephants go for those crops, people will actually try to move those elephants to come out of the land of the uh, parcels or farms. So what they use the tools or the metals that they are using to mitigate that conflict or moving those elephants from the uh, farm is actually some of the arrows and the spears which actually lead to the death of those elephants. 
So that's actually bigger than currently in the ecosystem. Yes, and I'm glad that you have mentioned about the population increase, the human footprint increasing, and the forecast is not only in Kenya, the forecast is that Africa's population is said to double to 2.5 billion by 2050. That's really huge, yeah, that's and that's a headache for us conservationists and people like you who are on the ground and uh, fighting for a human elephant coexistence and other wildlife. Um, uh, Wilson, could you tell us more about the interventions you have put in place as Mara Elephant Project uh, to combat human-elephant conflict? Uh, as I mentioned earlier, human-elephant conflict is a bigger threat to elephants in the ecosystem currently. And we have actually put in place uh, what we call the human-elephant conflict tools that we, as Mara Elephant Project, we are actually using to mitigate these conflicts. Yeah. So one is actually, we are hiring rangers. We have a team of 80 rangers and above. So the rangers are actually working in the community and also protecting the uh, following these elephants, making sure the elephants are in a safer area. Yes. And what the rangers do is actually when the elephants get into the farms or the fences, so the rangers will actually use the firecrackers. So these are sounds shouts like a gun. And the elephants have good experience of how the guns have been killed by use of those guns. Yeah. So they really run or come out of the farm if the rangers use the firecrackers. And recently we got a license from the Kenya government to fly the drones. So the elephants don't like the drones because of the sound. So it sounds like a swarm of bees. And also due to the intelligence and the, the, you know, the elephants are really clever. So they can really determine if it's a drone or a swarm of bees. So we have actually come up with another idea of putting up a chili bag under the drone. So the nice. elephants don't like a chili as well. So if a female elephant, who actually the young one, try to look at the drone, track the drone, you spray the chili to the elephant. So this is another tool that we're using. Yes. We also came up with the chili balls. So I'm talking more of the chili because the elephants don't like chili. Yeah. So the chili bombs, uh, balls are actually balls made of chili and giving the farmers to throw to the elephants instead of, if you hit an elephant, this chili will break and the chili will spray to the elephant. So mm. instead of shooting an elephant with an arrow or a spear, shoot with a chili ball. And then also we have a helicopter as the quickest way of responding to emergency cases, conflict. Yeah. yeah. And then also we came up with another idea of doing a study with the experimental farm. This is as people change from livestock to agriculture, we want also to see how we can protect this crop. So the farm, the experimental farm is actually the idea of elephant selection to crops. So which crops will elephants feed on and which one they don't. Yeah. So in that case, we have a farm, which is um, just a big crop, which is like, I can actually say the conflict area. So the farm is open for the elephants to feed on any crops they want. We have more than 30 different types of crops. So the elephants are selecting on the crops that they feed on. Mm. What they don't, and then we can actually advise the community and look for other ways on how we can protect those other crops. Thank you, Wilson, for uh, giving us that breakdown. Um, you've mentioned a range of tools that you use in your arsenal to combat human-wildlife uh, conflict, uh, human-elephant conflict and in this uh, matter. Could you help us understand about Earth Ranger and other smart tools or other innovations that you use? Okay, so mentioning of the tools, uh, uh, actually, we do the coloring of elephants. So the reason why we're putting these elephant collars is first of all because of security and mitigating human-elephant conflict. So we, ha we are using a software which is called the Earth Ranger. 
and which is actually a software that is bringing all the tracking devices together into one system. So in that case, I'm, if I, I mean that the collar elephant, the rangers, the field calls, helicopter movement, it's all in one system. So, and this is the live tracking of all these system, all these devices. And by the use of our ranger, we have been able to develop the, what we call the geofence alert, yeah. the mobility alert. So these are the, actually the alert that we get from the collars through the earth ranger. So if a collared elephant crosses a geofence, which are shape files, differentiating between a danger and a safer area for the elephant. So if a collared elephant crosses them, so earth ranger send us a geofence alert message. So in that case, we are able to push that elephant before it gets into the farm. So in, in the case whereby an elephant is not moving or an elephant is moving slowly, so earth ranger is providing us with all the details. And then we are able to run all the report and understanding the elephant movement by use of the echoscope. Wow, that's really great. What about the elephant book? Uh, the elephant book is another system that we came up with. It is like a Facebook for the elephant. Wow. <laughs> so the elephant book uses what is called the system for elephant e-analyst. It's a SIC. So what the team is doing in the Mara is uh, collecting or taking pictures of all the elephants in the Mara during the sightings and cropping all the elephant pictures. So in that case, we know which individual is uh, all the individuals in the Mara. Yeah. So we know which individual is this one. And in that case, we are actually targeting to do all the individuals in the Mara. In that case, we'll be also be, we will also be doing the survey, like uh, sensors, ground sensor. Yeah. So the team are counting all the elephants and they are also trying to understand the elephant family structure. This is only in the Greater Mara ecosystem, or is it spread out across Kenya? This is actually what we are doing right now in the Mara, Greater Mara ecosystem only. So, but this, I hope this will actually go to the whole country. Great. Yeah. And uh, Wilson, we cannot talk about conservation without uh, talking about the local communities that live right adjacent to these uh, protected areas and conservancies. And um, I'm sure you're big on community, you know, involving the community in one way or, one way or another. Could you talk to us more about the community outreach programs that you help run and why they are important in driving your vision for conservation forward? Uh, talking of conservation, you must be able to talk of community. Sure. Because actually the community are the core in conservation. So the community, if you are actually talking of how you protect this animal, first of all, talk of the community around this place. So actually the Mara Elephant Project is studying or is doing actually the community outreach program. So currently we have the what is the Elephant Queen film, which is going around all the community around the Mara. And what the Mara Elephant Project is doing as well is bringing students or kids from the local schools around the Mara. So we bring them here, uh, let them learn about the organization and take uh, them around for a game drive, get them to know the animals, the challenges they are facing and also trying also to bring the community together so we work together as a team in protecting these elephants so one thing we are doing is actually doing some of the community projects to make sure the community are happy and satisfied with the with the animals that they are living together are you satisfied with their buy-in uh, are they fully interested in this uh, conservation do they really want to understand why the elephant is important and why we need to conserve it uh, to my understanding, the community loves animals because they, if this community don't love these animals, they could have been finished. They are the ones who protected until now. They have been working all through with the animals. 
during the drought season. You know, they also move the same like the cows. So they have been together. Mm, so, and I know that they are looking for, for a protection of these animals. One thing the community is lacking is actually the research part of, they don't really understand, um, like how do elephants live. Yeah. So if the community could get this chance to understand the research that all other researchers are doing in the Mara, that will actually open their eyes and understand more of these animals. Certainly agree with you, Wilson. And now that you've been working um, for elephant conservation here at uh, Mara Elephant Project, I'm curious to know, uh, what is your favorite animal and why? <laughs> uh, talking of my favorite animal, I've been going out and I've been trying to look for a favorite animal. <laughs> I don't really, really have a favorite animal. Yeah. These animals do have a very unique thing you could learn from each and every animal in the field. Like talking of the bigger keystone species like the elephant, the way the elephants live, like a family, is just like how people really live. Because they have families, they look after the young one, they feel just the same as we feel. As you're talking of an elephant, so that makes you as a favorite animal. Yeah. But if you come to a smaller one, like a dickidi, mm. you you always find them together, like a female and a male. This is actually how that bond looks like. <laughs> so it makes you like, and how are these animals? They are all favorite. Yeah. Talking of a, sometimes I say an impala might be my favorite animal because of a, how that. <laughs> you find that one male uh, taking uh, over all the females. Yes. So <laughs> just looking around for that one male to die and then another one will take over from the group. So I don't really have a favorite animal. They all have a very good story to them. Okay, Wilson. Thank you for sharing that. That's, yeah. that's really funny. And Wilson. You are someone who exemplifies passion. You know, you have a drive and you have You've risen from the ground up to where you, you are now in terms of impact and driving conservation forward. What advice would you give a young boy listening to you right now who would love to dive into conservation and drive positive change, just like you're doing here at Mar Elephant Project? Uh, what I will actually advise the young people because we're actually thinking of joining the same field of conservation like me, uh, conservation actually depends on how you take that word conservation. Yeah. How you want to relate it, how you want to conserve, because many people understand, have a different understanding of conservation. But to me, this is actually something that you think I would like to see it in the future, not now. If you see that you don't want to see elephants in the future, that is now depends on you. But the younger people we want actually to see what we found from our grandfathers yes what we found from our ancestors like we found the mara full of animals the mara which is actually means the dogs the dogs doesn't mean we don't really know if it actually means the trees that are dotted in the mara or the animals that are dotted in the mara so if the mara means the dogs we want actually to see the mara remain dotted forever Wow, that's powerful, Wilson. And as we look uh, to end this chat, uh, Wilson, how can our listeners support my Elephant Project and its conservation efforts? Uh, our listeners is actually can support the Mara Elephant Project by uh, creating awareness uh, so people get to understand what we are doing. And then also always remember that elephants lead us. So by 
damaging to the organization. And remember that also protecting these elephants require a lot of effort. Coming together, together as a team, we will make this Indeed, it all requires uh, all hands on deck, really. What a conversation, what a guest. Thank you so much, Wilson Sairowa, for coming to the show. Asante sana. You're welcome. Thank you so much. The Blacks. A huge thank you for taking time to listen to this great conversation. Kindly be sure to leave a review in your favorite podcast listening app for free today. Follow us on social media to get updates on when fresh episodes are released. Yours truly, Diblex. Until next time, stay safe and stay blessed. Kwaheri.